hello everybody uh welcome to the very first episode of season two or should i say season one of a brand new podcast uh i unfortunately had to talk to ian and jack about this jordan talks titans thing and uh the bad thing is that apparently i'm not allowed to call the show jordan talks titans anymore in fact there's supposed to be no titans talk whatsoever i just checked the contract so unfortunately, we do have to end Jordan Talks Titans. I know you're all a little disappointed in that. You were expecting me to um, come up with, with, with like my thoughts on Season 2 of Titans. But uh, we hope you enjoy this uh, new podcast in its place. Uh, it is called Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan, uh, hosted by Trevor Drinkwater uh, for, from, the, from all sorts of variety of podcasts over on the Tall Peters Network. So, hello everybody. Hey everybody, it's me, Trevor Drinkwater. So excited to be here on the inaugural episode of Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan. Uh, uh, really excited to uh, share all of my thoughts on this absolutely terrible fucking show. Um, I'm gonna say it right out of the gate. This show, Titans, it's it's complete dog shit, and I'm sure Jordan and I will. Uh, get into more of the nuance of it and maybe even highlight some things about it that we do like or have potential or could be good. The basic through line is that it's a terrible show. The first season was terrible and I'm not at all looking forward to uh, what horrors the second season has in store. Would you agree with that assessment, uh, Jordan, uh, my co-host? Yeah, absolutely. I am, I'm, I'm not the host. I'm just the co-host, the co-star on this. But uh, yeah, yeah, Trev. Uh, I just watched uh, Titans. I had to watch it again for Struggle Session. <laughs> that, was a, that was a real trip. What, you watched it again? I watched the pilot again on, on, on a Struggle Session okay. episode. And... It's it's going to be you know, weird having to go back and watch more of these Titans shows. Uh, we the, 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 I, <laughs> based on the trailer I saw, the one silver lining I think that the wigs have gotten a little bit better because the first season of Titans featured some truly awful fake looking wigs, and I think they might have given the wig budget a little bit of a bump because. There was some slightly more convincing wigs on those characters, at least from what I saw in the trailer. Yes. Uh, so when Titans was first announced, season one, when they were sh showing the re recording, there was a still image of uh, Starfire, Anna, Diop, and uh, Beast Boy. And their wigs were essentially what looked like phone cords from like the landline era of telephones. Awful. Awful shit. And like... A green wig that does not at all look realistic and then when you see the show you're like no this definitely does not look realistic like you could at the very least just like give him like a real hair like thing and then just do like that temporary dye or something yeah i it, it's it's really particularly frustrating to me because there's so many aspects of the show that could be good where I'm watching it and I kind of see what they're going for, really fuck it up. And it's going to get worse. I'm, I'm really nervous that season two is just going just gonna to take it to new heights of disappointment. 
so we're I don't I've already discussed season one before, but we might have to discuss it again either in this episode or later episodes. But uh, it was a real shitstorm. I would say it's because they really wanted uh, the DC universe to be out before quarter four 2018. So they kept hyping it, hyping it, hyping it, and didn't have any quote-unquote original programming to add. So I think they rushed the production of Titans. And that's why you see a lot of really cheap-looking set pieces. That's why you see a lot of bad CGI. Beast Boy only turned into one animal the entire season. No, he's not. He's just Tiger Boy. He's Tiger Man. He's, he's the a, guy that turns into a green tiger. He's just the green tiger guy. And you're just like, what a dork. And you're like, they have this whole set piece for the Beast Boy introduction into Doom Patrol. It's a total waste of like, here's his man cave with arcade games and like video games, basically making him out like to be one of those dorks that you see online. Uh, always hyped for Marvel movies. <laughs> set that we're never going to see again they probably spent a good amount of money on all that stuff that we'll never see ever they again the budget on the on the detroit police department remember that remember when dick grayson was a policeman in detroit why is dick grayson and like i know people have said that like dick grayson has been a cop in the comics so i get that but uh, just in terms of the timeline, it makes no sense because at the the start of the show, he's still Robin. Yes. So, like, he's still presumably somewhere around the age of maybe twenty at the most because he hasn't graduated to Nightwing yet, and yet he's a fucking police detective in Detroit. Oh, do that's just such roughness? a weird. Do you want the roughness? Weird... They disclosed his age in the show. Oh, what's his age? Thirty. He's 30 years old he's and he's age. still going he's around 30. <laughs> he's 30 years old and he's still Robin. In in the fucking comics uh, in the new Teen Titans, he's like 18, 19 years old. He he grows out of being Robin and becomes Nightwing by the time he's like 21. Exactly. You know? Cuz because he's he the realizes wonder, then Teen Wonder and then it's well you're like 20. What do you do when you're 20? Yeah, and then they have Jason Todd in the show, so they already have a new Robin, and here Dick is still going around as Robin, uh, moonlighting while he's also a police detective during the day. Frankly, I think you should pick one. I've never been a fan of superheroes who are also literally cops during the day, like how the Flash works for the police and he's also a superhero. Like, if you can be a superhero... Why would you waste your time being a fucking cop? It makes no sense to me. It's uh it's, it's interesting. I think the the other thing to point out here uh is that I mean cop I mean that superhero cop makes sense, you know, crime fighting, all that stuff. But yeah, it's sure. it's the Okay, so in this world Bloodhaven doesn't exist. He's in Detroit. Yeah, why not just make it Bloodhaven? Like why, why is it Detroit? I, I think I think they must have gotten some uh, some nice tax credits from Detroit because there's also some Detroit stuff in Doom Patrol. Uh, Cyborg is based in Detroit in uh, in yes. Doom Patrol. Weirder that Cyborg doesn't appear in the Teen Titans show at all 
since Robin was apparently acting on his fucking turf. You in know, Detroit. And it's the well, you have the robot person. You could, you know, what you could have done, Trev. You know, what you could have done is what because Doom done? Patrol has Cyborg. You could have had it so it leads into season two that Cyborg joins the Titans, and there you go. But instead, yeah. no, he's just a Doom Patrol guy. He's always a Doom Patrol guy. Don't say anything about the Titans. In fact, the Titans never existed in the Doom Patrol universe. <laughs> I think it's just because not enough people were familiar with the Doom Patrol and they wanted like a bigger name uh, character to be associated with the show to draw more eyeballs. Uh, why it had to be Cyborg, because it makes so much more sense for him to be in the Titans. It Rather than Beast Boy, who is historically associated with the Doom Patrol, Beast Boy in the comics was in Doom Patrol before he was ever in the Teen Titans. And so if anything, story, they should they actually play that, around to give the Titans a show. Is they actually gave him his origin story that was in the based on the Doom Patrol. The he's the kid of these two people who were soldiers, and the chief found him. Like they gave him that. Yeah. And can I? We also talk about the extremely forced romance between Beast Boy. And Raven, Raven, who's clearly like 15 years old, and Beast Boy, who looks like he's about 36. Uh, he's, it, he's, think... a, he's a kid, too. He's Beast Boy. He's still technically a child. Yeah, I, I, I know he's technically supposed to be a teenager. At least I assume Ryan he is Potter in the show. Is supposed... But he does, not, he does not look like one. And the girl that plays Raven is very clearly an actual child. And it's creepy that they immediately force this romance, especially because that's not how the Beast Boy uh, Raven romance works. They don't get along at first because Beast Boy is supposed to be a joker. By the way, he doesn't make a single joke in the whole show. Beast What's the Boy? point of even having? Yeah. Uh, What's he the just point goes of even like, hey, can I see Batman? No. <laughs> that's the joke. Yeah. The whole thing, the whole thing with Beast Boys, he's supposed to be a Joker and a little bit of a horn dog, and he's always messing around. But like, you don't get any of that characterization. He's just this guy with green hair, uh, and there's this inexplicable uh, romance between him and Raven, even though they have no chemistry, and he looks like he could be her fucking uncle. <laughs> But you see, it's supposed to be the family that you don't have. It's the family you make along the way. See, uh, Dick, Grace, and Robin is the dad. Starfire is the mom. And Rachel oh, and Beast Boy are, are the brother-sister. Even though they're be... trying to have a relationship. And we're thinking with smooching and all that. But, you know, they're still trying to push in the family angle in that, which is kind of a little weird. It would be so much better if they just based it like a little bit more closely on the new Teen Titans comics, the Marv Wolfman ones, and uh, which took place in New York, although that part's not super important. But like they were all around the same age. They were all like roughly 18 or 19, you know, and a couple of them were like old disillusioned sidekicks, you know. Robin had his whole kind of falling out thing with Batman, but it wasn't like this thing where he's like, fuck Batman, you know, it was like little than that, you know, and, and, and it kind of had, it dealt with like adult themes. It was kind of like a more grown up take on 
the Teen Titans, but they didn't go full R-rated and, like, bloody. And I thought that that was just, like, for the Titans, it, it seemed like, you know, I that DC wants to start producing R-rated content. I like that. I like that they want to make movies and shows for adults, but the fact that Teen Titans was the one they decided to uh, use to, to, to roll out that new uh, line of adult-oriented programming, it's a slightly odd choice to me. And a little bit more PG-13, you know, had some sexuality to it, had some romance, had some kind of grown-up themes, but, like, they didn't need to go full full R-rated with it. It's a TV show. It's TVMA. It's for mature audiences. Get ready. Right. Then the fuck Batman line, I, I explained this earlier, it's supposed to be a joke. They try to make it, like, a, a, a comedy thing. Um... Because everyone was expecting Batman to show up when Robin was there to stop the crime. So then when he kicks ass, he's just like, fuck Batman. And it's supposed to be like a joke, like, you all expected Batman, but not me. What the fuck? Yeah, he doesn't need Batman because he's such a badass that he can take on all these guys just like Batman. And I feel like they're throwing away an opportunity to create a more nuanced character because isn't Batman. And with a character like Dick Grayson, there's room for vulnerability, you know? You can have him fail, and you can have him need to depend on others, which is one of the great things about the Teen Titans, is that, you know, in the comics, often uh, Dick Grayson is the one that ends up being the damsel in distress that they have to save because he doesn't have any superpowers. That's the idea. And, like... I would like it more to see him because I'd like to see the tension of him wanting to be like Batman, but failing to live up to that ideal and like learning that he has to depend on others to kind of help him. But instead, every time uh, we see uh, Robin go into action, he has to do it all by himself. He has these super powered friends you know, with these amazing godlike powers, and he's like, "Stand back, let me do this. I need to personally murder all twenty of these dudes." And it's like, "Dude, you're not Batman." You know, like we don't need him to just be another Batman. That's just not interesting. It would be more interesting to see them learn to work together as a team. But in in the defense of that, he is trying to say, "I'm not Batman." In season one, because in his mind. Batman's a murderer. He he kills people. So if I become Batman, I'm going to become a murderer too. That's not good. That's not true. He was only a murderer in that weird dream sequence he had in that last episode. And then we establish in that in that flashback sequence uh, with Tony Zuko. Uh, so so if you're if you're new to Titans, you're new to Dick Grayson. Uh, he's a boy from the circus, and then there was a guy named Tony Zuko who's a mobster, and he won insurance money from the circus. And in and because the circus guy's like, no fuck you, he cuts the ropes, and then that kills Dick Grayson's parents. Uh, he gets crying, sad because he lost his parents. Bruce Wayne finds out about this because hey, I lost my parents too, and that becomes a ward, depending on the interpretation of how he becomes Robin. Uh, is beside the point, 
But essentially, that that becomes an anchor point in Titans. Uh, so because Rachel sees that death sequence into uh, Robin, and Robin's like, "You're the you're the boy from the circus, Robin," and oh Jesus, I don't know who you are, spooky girl. Yeah, I I hated the way all the characters were established. I hated the fact that Raven and uh, Starfire both had to have self discovery plots. You know, because in the comics, they both arrive as fully formed, confident characters. Raven came to Earth from the dimension of Azeroth, and she was she knew exactly what was going on. She was the one that put the new Teen Titans together because she knew about the coming threat of Trigon. And Starfire was this fucking alien princess, and she showed up and immediately started kicking ass, you know? Uh, but, like, for for TV drama mystery purposes, if they wanted to take one of them and, like, make their background more mysterious and give them a self-discovery journey, I get that. But the fact that it had to be both of them, when in the comics they were, like, very self-assured, confident, powerful women, and, like, to give one of them amnesia so she doesn't even know she's an alien... And she doesn't even, and it's she also, just talks. It's like the last, second to last episode where she, she says, and like, she just goes through her entire backstory. Like, oh, that's right. I'm from Tamaron. That's me, Starfire. Yeah. And then you lose the whole fish out of water thing. Starfire's whole thing is that she, like, doesn't understand these human customs. And she's, like, she has different ideas on, like, uh, uh, romance and friendship and justice. And also, uh, one of the things I love about the new Teen Titans in the comics is that they're always trying to stop uh, Starfire from killing people. Because she, she was raised by warlords on Tamaran. Yes. And uh, if any, and like, so that's, a, and like, so she just, uh, so she has this whole fish out of water thing trying to understand Earth culture. But then the TV version of Starfire, she just talks like a normal American woman. If you, you are know? going to go with who Starfire is in a television format, you should have her be like this clumsy woman. But it's like she's clearly trying to she's vengeful enough to find her own way. And then you find out through the discovery that, no, yeah, we know she's an alien, but she, her whole goal is to leave Earth, go back to Tamron and get the throne back from from Blackfire. Like that should be the goal. Yeah. Instead, it we don't really see that much of her. It's the amnesia plot line. And then midpoint finale as we find out, oh, she was sent to Earth to kill Rachel because she's Raven. And if she exists, yeah. she's going to bring hell and damnation. And it's like, what the fuck? Why? It's frustrating because there are so many elements of the things that I love about the new Teen Titans that are buried in there. But they're just so badly done. Also, the casting is terrible. I think uh, the uh, young woman who plays Raven is the only oh, uh, that I really like, the, the that I really plays, find convincing. Uh, Tegan Croft. Tegan Croft, king name, and naturally she's fucking Australian because every actor has to be Australian Brenton now. Brenton Thwaites is, too. Oh, Brenton. Don't get me fucking started we'll get to, on we'll Brenton get him, We'll get to him Thwaites. last. We'll get to him last because, you know, I'm the one who's going to be like... 
but you know, like Tegan is good. But I, but I yeah, think they're going to go Raven and go on full on accent. I think she should keep the accent, and she breaks that accent. By the way, the show's so rushed. Like I'm pretty sure they only had like one or two takes because there's so much diet like accent breaking. I bring this up every time because it's wh- wh- where's Rachel supposed to be from? Because she's supposed to be from Ohio, so she has like a northeastern American accent, which is pretty good. Don't get me wrong, it was a really good accent. But then, like, in certain dramatic scenes, suddenly she sounds like this. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> just just have her be from the dimension of Azeroth, like she's supposed to be. And then the accent thing isn't an issue. She can have any accent she wants. Because then we'll assume she's oh. from a whole other dimension. Yeah, you're, you have an Australian accent. It sounds regal and wholesome. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're the daughter of a demon, sure. Yeah, she also had a pretty bad wig. She's blonde in real life, of course. Like, they couldn't just find a dark-haired young actress to play this part. I really don't understand this shit. Like, they, 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 they have to hire these, like, like, a child, a blonde child model to play the part and then, like, make her up to look like a dark goth girl when there are plenty of young actors who already fit that profile that you don't even have to put a shitty wig on. I really could just grab a few cosplayers and we really think about it. Yeah. But uh, <sighs> they gave her a blue wig. It was a blue wig. I don't know if it's better in so season thought, two because it, it still looks... Was... Is it a purplish blue? Yeah. It's like a purplish blue. Well, but season well, two, way. maybe they're going to give her like a Bob style or something. That I, You know what I think? I think they looked at that Gabriel Piccolo art. Uh, he's he's an artist from Brazil. He made this like one Titans art where it's like it's Rachel, it is Starfire, it is Robin in like a leather in a like a Letterman jacket, and and Cyborg and Beast Boy. And oh, like, I know, I know the picture you're talking the about. The one in the hotel, like they're in hotels or they're in they're they're having like a teen party or whatever. And sure enough, where were they in like three episodes? A shitty hotel. <laughs> Yeah. I'm starting to think, like, that's where they got inspiration for this version of Titans, which, like, go right ahead. I mean, whatever. But you can't have it be, like, this teen party frenzy, what-if realism, like, Starfire wears NASA shirts, and then suddenly 182, fuck Batman, fuck the cop, fuck the police, shit, 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 fuck, fuck, blood, 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 stab a dude in the junk. All right, so... Uh, we could go on for hours about all the shitty things about season one, but I think we would be remiss if we didn't kind of start to look forward. Uh, oh, no, we have toward, to go to, toward, before we towards, get to season two. Before we get to season two, we have to do it. We have to go into Brenton. Okay, we got to talk about Brenton. Terrible name. No. Terrible <laughs> actor. I think terrible guy. Brenton is okay. I warmed up to him near the end. I like mean, him. I'm not saying I would be a much better Dick Grayson in this scenario. Reading this, like looking at the dialogue on some of these episodes, is real bad. Here's the... You can't sell to me that this guy with no superpowers is this badass ultimate killing machine who can take down, you know, fifteen or twenty goons all by himself. And he's just a scrawny piece of shit. 
he doesn't even look like he works out. Like, and and his head is too like everybody knows that Robin has like a square head, right? He's it's, always been drawn it's that a way. Round head or a square jaw, and it's a gymnast build, which is big, yeah, big upper body, smaller uh, torso region and leg. He's just like and a, a big butt. But he's just like a long face, kind of skinny ripped guy, you know. He he like he's like in decent he's like in good shape, but he doesn't really look like he could hold his own in a fight against one scary goon, let alone a whole uh, fucking brigade of them. He looks like a stand-in for the Flash, like Grant Gustin's stunt double. He <laughs> he does actually look like that Flash guy, actually. Um, but but I, I just have to... I just don't get it. I don't get why they go directly to Australia to make these oh, casting decisions. Why. Oh, I can easily tell you why. What? All right, so, tell me. So, so it's Mark Guggenheim. is It's his company, and then it is the company that brings us Riverdale and all that. Whoever that dude is, he has a thing, and this is a real thing for models. He loves getting models and having this be their first or second television gig. Oh, right. I forgot that the CW Riverdale guy was behind this. I, I so, somehow managed to block out that piece of information because it explains so many of the things about the show that are shitty. It's it's not a good... Uh, I'm not going to say bad casting because it's just a dude who's like, I love Australian people because they're the best actors and they all work in soap operas back there. So let's give them an American show. Now, I know a, I know a lot of people like those CW shows, and I've seen some bits and pieces of them, and I get it. They're, like, fun, you know, but shows are just such – they're just such fluff. They're just so nothing to me, you know? I, and I got to point out my least favorite scene in season two, why I don't like the Dick Grayson in this, is – they originally wrote him to be the chatty, smart aleck, funny man that we all know as Dick Grayson. Like, it, Dick Grayson dialogue. Like, he's going to be snarky. He's going to laugh at himself. He's going to laugh at others. Sure. So, in one scene, when they when we go into uh, Starfire's hideout, which is like a, a like self-storage blocker, seen in Storage Wars, where there's like a tanning <laughs> bed and like all of this weird stuff, he looks into Starfire... And it's supposed to be he found out Starfire stole his car, drove over here, and then finds it out. So the line is supposed to be, you stole my car. And then as a joke, I like that car. Sweet place, is it yours? And you can interpret (laughs) it in many ways. Like, he stole my car. I love that car. It's a nice place. Is it yours? Like, Like something like that. Instead, it's, re- it's really just the line read that fucks that up. It's, I like that car could be a good little punchline. It he, is. It's supposed to be like he never really gave a shit about the car. Like, he stole my car. I like that car. Like, something like that would have been fun. Like, because th- that seems to be what... And then Starfire asks, how did you find me? And now he's going to use this... T- Trev, have you ever heard of the iPhone... Uh, yes, I have, actually. So remember the commercials? There's an app for that. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Oh, oh, our no. Dick Grayson says the line, 
There's an app for that. God damn it. I just... Now imagine instead of smiling like, ha ha, fuck you, there's an app for that. He just goes, there's an app for that, and just completely dismisses that joke line. You know, I want my DC Comics stuff to be at least semi-timeless. Obviously, it would be ridiculous for them to, like, ignore all aspects of the modern world and shit. But, like, when they have... And this is something that happens in the animated movies that bothers me, too. But when they have something like that that just blatantly references... uh, a catchphrase from a TV commercial. This shit doesn't belong in DC comics, you know, like why would, why, why, why would, why would a DC character be be referencing an iPhone commercial? Wouldn't a funnier joke be, how did you find me? And then he goes, do you not know who my, like, who my, like, adopted dad is? Like, are you... (laughs) Yeah, uh, a, a good writer could put in a good little, like, Batman joke there about how he's good at finding people. I'm not, I don't have anything do off I'm the a top detective, of my head. Right? But, like, something, yeah. even though, like, you know I'm a detective. <laughs> and yet, even though he's a detective, he's still, like, the worst fucking detective. There's, like, a sis, her assist, like, there's a blonde assistant that, Die. Oh, yeah, like, he, the second he, episode. He's an, he's he's an idiot. Like like this is the worst interpretation of Dick Grayson. It's the one that makes me like I don't fucking like this Nightwing at all. This is like the hashtag not my Nightwing because uh, it's like death death. Because he goes Dick like, Grayson I've ever seen include definitely including Chris O'Donnell. Hey, Brad Robin's the great. That's a good Robin. <laughs> That's a good Robin. Yeah, it was a different take on it. It was a fully grown adult man who was weirdly adopted by a billionaire, which doesn't seem like something that would happen. But hey. you know, <laughs> he did a pretty he did a pretty good job with it. But it's the um, it's the I'm not going to leave you, Rachel. I'm never going to leave you behind. We're all going to stick together. We're the Titans. Next episode, he, he fucks it. off he over did it the twice. Sli- Twice. He did it twice. He, after abandoning her once, once, he made a solemn promise to her that he would never do that again. And then he immediately did it again. And then she just fucking forgave him. That's just shitty writing, honestly. It's just shit. It's like, and then there's like the spooky haunted house. There's that one episode with just torture porn in front of Rachel. Like, look at all your friends uh, that you're letting down. Here's like, let's like almost oh, like Wizard man. of Oz to return Oz. I brought those up too. It's like, let's just like cattle prod beast boy and let's inject Starfire and, and like do some surgery on her in front of you. Yeah, they were getting into some Project Cadmus kind of shit i guess I, I don't know that stuff was weird uh didn't it don't forget like then it's the like she goes to the like uh castle house and it becomes like shitty like covenant like or or shitty remnant where it's just like here's a bunch of do- drawers just opening and closing like you're in peewee's playhouse here's the <laughs> swirling door in the swirling chair in the air 
Yeah, it's really bad. It's basic like when you put it all together, it's basically just an R-rated CW show. You know, it's just it's like what if it's like what if one of those CW shows was on a streaming service and it was R-rated and like the lighting was turned down several notches. And and we got to include with I would say the best episode is still a Hawk and Dove. I think that preliminary. Oh, like, yeah, right. That's what I wanted to say. The best part of the series by far is the Hawk and Dove thing. Because it's this backstory of Hank and Don and how they met and the tragedy that brought them together. And then it's yeah. like this psychological thriller of like what brings people into vigilante work. And it's like. Robbins is so cartoony about it, but Hawk is just like, no, he really is just like pretty much insane <laughs> doing this. Yeah. I honestly, especially during that second Hawk and Dove episode that gave you all the backstory, I felt like I was watching a completely different show to the point where I was like, hey, instead of this god awful Titan show, I would have loved to see a show that was just about Hawk and Dove. And like, taken this story and given it room to breathe and actually told it over the course of a season. But of course, you know, they already used up all that story in that episode, so they can't really do that now. But like, uh, that, like it was much more interesting. It almost seemed like the people that made Titans were really into the Hawk and Dove thing but they knew they needed to craft a story using the more uh, well-known characters around it so that they could sneak in the Hawk and Dove story, which is what they really wanted to tell. It was just so much better on every level. It was so tragic. It was like tragic in a believable way. Like took those two episodes that centered around Hawk and Dove I would be like, this is a good show. I actually like this. But all the other stuff with the recognizable characters that I love from the comics, it's just shit, man. It sucks. Now, in the, the best part of, of, of Titans, and this is sarcastic, uh, is the finale episode where we go to the spooky house where Trigon lives. I got oh, Rachel back. And now we're just going to end with, instead of this big fight against Trigon, we end with Dick Grayson gets spooky face, like black eye, weird crappy makeup going, and I've come to the darkness. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a cliffhanger that's going to be resolved in the very first episode, right? Well, because this episode was supposed to be the actual season finale of season one. Oh, did they just run out of time or budget and they had to push it back to the second season? No, no, this is just intentional, folks. Real, they're real smart people here, and that's why. No, it, I think that's the case, but they're not going to say that because that would make the show sound bad and the yeah, production well, sound I mean, cheap. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just a classic cliffhanger, and it's clearly going to get resolved right away because in all the promotional footage, you see Raven with the uh, classic um, red gem on her forehead. So, which is like the lore, that's where like Trigon is stored after she defeats him or whatever. So 
presumably they're going to find a way to wrap up that whole Trigon conflict in the first episode. And then she's going to have that little Trigon gem on her head yes. uh, for the rest of the series. Let's talk season two now. So season one, the big UG phrase was uh, fuck Batman. Season two's UG catchphrase comes from Jason Todd, who says, Titans back, bitches. See, I don't actually mind that because that's in character for the Jason Todd that they established. The Jason Todd is still my favorite, like my favorite character in this Titans because he's like all cops are bastards, Robin. Yeah, he yeah, has. Exp- I ha- <laughs> it, uh, Jason Todd works. Like that actor's great. Uh, Kurt uh, Waters, even- you're a good, you're a good guy. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's definitely one of the better actors on the show. He clearly and, is just like a model too, but whatever. And even when his dialogue is kind of shitty or douchey, it works because like that's the character he's playing, you know. Like, like, like I, I feel he's allowed to be I, a douche. Very uh, sensitive to when like a douche dialogue writing is over the top you know like when writers try try way too hard to make it clear that a character is a douchebag uh so that stuff can kind of bother me but like actor but he sold it and that scene where he beat the shit out of a bunch of cops was fucking awesome and then when dick grayson uh lectured him about it and said batman would never allow that talking about batman spends half his fucking career beating up cops that's like half of his fucking job is beating the shit out of cops if it's not cops it's poor people and the mentally ill everyone knows this i mean like i i guess uh i'm already anticipating what someone would say in response to this is that batman only beats up cops when he has to in order to get out of a situation Whereas Jason Todd in that scene just maliciously suplex is a dude. Yeah, Jason Todd just maliciously attacks these cops when he could have just left and had no conflict at all. But you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. I thought it was fucking awesome. So season two trailer came out Comic Con two and a half minutes long. Uh we are reintroduced to the the big, I guess, the their their Marvel bonus uh, cliffhanger after credit sequence, where we see Crypto to Superdog in Superboy. Oh God, I have so much to say about this. First of all, Crypto the Superdog. If this, if this, if I, if I'm like the script consultant, you know, and I'm giving notes. Red X on Crypto the Superdog. Get him out of there. You're trying to do this fucking gritty, uh, R-rated, uh, uh, gritty. I'm just going to keep saying the word gritty Dark, thing. edgy, uh, TVMA. Gr- They're doing a show that's made basically for teenagers who want to see something that's a little too taboo, or adults and- who haven't grown up yet, who love the Teen Titans. And you're gonna include crypto the goddamn super dog like was it not enough to just have superboy because superboy is a great character and there's a lot and i have more to say about that in would a you moment do both once you keep superboy and in crypto to split off show i would watch that a standalone superboy and crypto show because then that's your like actual like m- like middle school teen like 
early one like here's the actual teenage er doing the things if anything if you really have to have crypto at least have the restraint to wait another season and then introduce crypto you know like <laughs> su- su- superboy can't even be the big new reveal you have to have the fucking dog to come along oh. with him oh i would not even introduce superboy until like l- way later on i already know where my plan would have been to introduce superboy but then here's the other problem and you and i have discussed this off pod but it's deeply upsetting to me because in that scene at the very end where we get the first glimpse of superboy with no face so it's just a body double dude right yes it's a dude that looks like a super boy yeah he's he has a big bicep big bicep boy in the black t-shirt that's how you get your clue he's super boy yeah he looks like what super boy is supposed to look like from the neck down but the casting we got for season two is as these fucking casting directors love these little fucking Australian twink boys, they had to go and cast some tiny boy who looks nothing like Superboy after they already after they already had this perfectly good hunk. Just use that guy, whatever actor that was. I I'm sure he, you know, I know it was just a body double, but I'm sure he's just as good an actor as fucking Brenton Thwaites. Why not just have him play the fucking role? You know, Superboy, a big beefy hunk. I don't want to see some average sized dude trying to pretend to be Superboy. That's fucking bullshit. See, if it was me, this is me. Hi, Jordan, the producer, Jordan. Uh, I hello, would make hello, season... hello, Jordan, my co-host. Uh, this is this is how I would have of done Titans. Uh, so season two. It, we we it concludes with the death of Jason Todd. No Superboy, no Crypto. Season three is Dick Grayson finds out it's his fault. That's his big somber period. That's how he learns to become Nightwing. Like yeah, that's this is all how it's supposed to be in my reality. Is he's supposed to be Nightwing? All these people are trying to like help him up, and then we find out that we were introduced to Tim Drake by means of Superboy, and it's not like. Hey, uh, this is a new Titan. This is more of like a hey. Uh, I just I'm I'm from like Metropolis, and this is my boyfriend Tim Drake. <laughs> hey, <laughs> and you're just like well, interested Tim as just the boyfriend of Superboy, not realizing until the, like the mid season reveal he's the new Robin. <laughs> oh, I can't even get into my vision of what the Titan show would be. Because they already spent way too much time. Because they fucked uh, think, it up on think, so many levels that it's just like, it can't even be that anymore. It has to be like, okay, you have Crypto and Superboy. They're going on adventure. And and then it's, well, Hawk and Dove are back Crypt- too. Crypt- Crypto isn't even from fucking, that's like a goddamn Super Friends character. You know? That's not something that needs to be in a grim and gritty vision of the goddamn Teen Titans. It's ridiculous. It's just... Uh, just... Wait. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to put all my cards on the table here. You know, I might as well uh, be honest for the sake of full disclosure. I even knew that this Titan series was going to happen. I 
as an as, as an aspiring writer was working on a spec script for a, a television pilot called Titans, which uh, would have been very similar to the show we know as Titans in many ways, but in my opinion, uh, a lot better. So basically at this point, so I had a whole vision in my head of how this show would have gone. So talk about it honestly because it's just too traumatic for me to think about how badly they fucked this up when if they'd let me do it I could have made much better Titan show it's it's heartbreaking to me so season two I'm looking basically double the characters so it's going to be Raven Starfire Beast Boy Robin Power Girl uh, you're going to see the introduction of Superboy and you're going to see the introduction of Crypto. We are going to be reintroduced to Jason Todd again. And that's not all. Because then if you look into the, the script tree and all the surprises, it's basically trying to be Judas Contract. So it's the Deathstroke family this season. So you're seeing oh, no. Deathstroke. Are, you're seeing Jericho. Bring, are they bringing in Tara? Is yes, Tara going to yes, show? Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> and they're bringing in I feel an like Alfred it's too and a, I feel and like a it's... Bruce. There's a Bruce Wayne now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I have to talk about. So that guy from Game of Thrones, who I think is very good on Game of Thrones, he is so not Bruce Wayne. First of all, his American accent is just not. He just doesn't sound like an American at all. Second of all, he's fucking blonde, and Bruce Wayne is simply not blonde. It's just such an incredibly weird casting choice that I'll never be okay with. Well, that's why I just don't care much for Batman. Like, every single time there's a casting choice for who's the Batman, I just, it's like, well, everyone's going to get disappointed and pissed off. It's like, well, no. That's why you care about the Dick Grayson. That's why you care about everyone else. They've done a great job of casting Batman a couple of times, like when they cast Ben Affleck, but that's a topic for a whole other different Batman kind of versus podcast. Superman. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we don't need to get be into the that. Deathstroke family. So the continuation of the family is the friends you have. Is going to continue, even though it's kind of on the nose of the nuclear family in the beginning of season one. We're going to die again with the Deathstroke family in season two. Um, also, I'm pretty sure that um, part of the reason Deathstroke is going to hate the Titans is that they're going to be responsible for him losing his eye. Because in one of the trailers, I saw him with two eyes. Where he only he had the eye patch on. So I'm pretty sure he's going to have a conflict with uh, the Titans that, where he loses his eye, and that's going to be part of his motivation for wanting to destroy Are we going to hear the, the word Mirakuru like in the Arrow universe? Or Sorry, what was that? Are we going to hear the word Mirakuru like in the Arrow universe because of that shitty Deathstroke storyline? I don't know. I, I've Shut up! I've never really watched oh, Arrow. Oh, you should definitely check out Arrow, like the Deathstroke art, because it's really something. 
Deathstroke is a really fascinating character, and I also had big ideas for him in my imaginary fantasy version of a Titan show that'll never exist. Uh, but that's not worth getting into. So, but yeah, if they do the if they do the Judas contract storyline, they're just gonna fuck it up because they're trying to shove in too many different characters, and they can't focus on like the core. They can't even focus Sorry. on four characters right now. Like they, uh, they under underutilized piece, but like there was no need for him in season one. He offered nothing, absolutely nothing to the story arc of any of these characters, other than oh, Rachel has a crush on Beast Boy, so maybe he she'll continue yeah. doing stuff because of him. It's like oh, okay. Also, so if they're gonna bring in Tara. And they've already established the romance between Beast Boy and Raven way earlier than they should have. If Tara shows up, is are they going to have like a love triangle thing? Like, what is even going to happen? Maybe there? she'll be a villain because she got the villain. Well, I mean, she is a villain. Tara originally was a straight up villain. Like, she sort of had a thing with Beast Boy, but in the end, she was totally evil and the only positive i guess of season two is the jericho actor is trans and deaf so that's like hooray a diversity win in that regard but it's still that's like cool. i, it, I in like this that. show though which is like oh i mean i'll go on record and say i like it when they do stuff like that i uh, like to see uh, trans people and disabled people cast in roles and stuff like this. The show itself is a piece of shit. In it doesn't sucks. make that. It doesn't. It doesn't make that much of a difference to me. It won't bring out the best of these actors. Is basically where I'm going at with this. Yeah. So Jericho was deaf in the comics, right? Yes. So there is definitely. It is definitely right to cast an actual deaf actor, so I I applaud them for that. And uh, the only other, I think, how many other characters are there that we haven't introduced? Uh, maybe they'll surprise announce Batgirl. Maybe they'll Black. Oh yeah, Blackfire is going to be in it. Blackfire is introduced in season two. Of course. Um, there is. is that- uh, Wintergreen. It sounds like Wintergreen's going to be in it, folks. Wintergreen. Uh, Wintergreen, like uh, Deathstroke's butler. Yeah. And he and and they and he's a black guy, right? Yeah. They made. Did I mention because Brenton the... Waits was nominated for the Teen Choice Awards? No, but that doesn't surprise me. For choice Wait. TV actor. Green in the comics is British, and in fact, he was like a British superior officer that Deathstroke knew in the military that he formed a close bond with. Uh, I'm guessing that it's going to be a little bit different than that. Hopefully, oh, but I don't really, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm really not looking forward to this. Uh, is there anything else that we have to uh, say uh, prediction-wise about the forthcoming season, or should we start to wrap this up? Uh, okay, so that's all the stuff that I do know. I'm going to just take a prediction guess. Uh, season 2 is going to end with... the. I think it's going to end mid-season with a Jason... I think the Jason Todd death's not going to happen. 
I don't think they're going to do Jason Todd death this season. I think that's going to be the shocker is everyone's going to assume Jason Todd's dead. Um, but we well, are going to end season two with a shit wetsuit with blue stuff on it. And everyone's going to scream and panic and go, that's the Nightwing suit. So you think it's going to take the entire season for him to finally become fucking Nightwing? Yes. And even then. And and you know what? At at 31 years old, for God's sake. Yes. And guess what? I'm bad. It's going to be Superboy. They delivers the the story of Krypton with the flame bird in, in Nightwing. Oh, God. Oh, I hate it. I hate just thinking about it. It's going to be so bad to watch. Well, um, I'm from Metropolis, and my dad, uh, he says uh, there was a planet called Krypton, and there were two heroes, Fling Bird and Nightwing, and they were the best duo, but then they had to go their separate ways, but never I mean, to... <laughs> I mean, in season one, first of all, Robin should have been like 19. He should have been a lot younger. And over the course of the season, he should have been gradually rejecting his identity as Robin and becoming Nightwing. You know, like that should have happened. Thing was completely unnecessary. I know that in the comics later on, he becomes a secret agent or whatever. But fuck that. That's not important to the Teen Titans story. That's like later period shit. But yeah, the the him rejecting the Robin identity and becoming Nightwing should have happened over the course of season one. He should be Nightwing already. That should be out of the way for them to drag that out any longer. Oh no! Oh god damn it! Why did I? Look? Oh no! What? Oh, what did you look at? What <sighs> Doctor is Light's going to be in the season. Hey. Oh my god, is the Fearsome Five or whatever they're yeah, called and gonna Aqualad. be an enemy group? And Aqualad. Lad And you know Mercy what? Graves. I... Lex Luthor's uh bodyguard. Yeah. Oh god. I don't and hate Ravager. The... Ravager. Uh <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Alright. Oh Jesus. Just 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 stop telling me these things because I almost would rather be horrified by discovering them as they happen in real time. Oh no, I would rather just like no, get no, excited knowing ab- and then see like how horrible <laughs> they interpret the character. I don't hate the idea of Aqualad being on it because Aqualad can be a great character, especially if they kind of uh, borrow the Young Justice version of Aqualad, who's a great fucking character. But um. But anyway, I guess that's pretty much it for this preliminary episode of Trevor Talks Titans uh, with uh, Jordan also there. What did we settle on for the title? It's it's Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan. This is your Trevor Talks. (laughs) uh, You've been listening to Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan. This has been episode zero. This (laughs) and. Stick around because next week after the uh, second season premieres, we are going to be doing uh, whatever kind of bullshit goes on in that episode. So uh, stay tuned. I'm Trevor Drinkwater. And I'm Jordan Haas. Uh, with me, oh. that was my co-host Jordan Haas. I'm the, the host 
I'm the host, Trevor Drinkwater. Uh, thank you to my co-host, Jordan Haas. This has been Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan. Thank you for listening. And remember, fuck Batman. <laughs>